made it to Monday. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, and really pleased to be joined by Herb Howard in studio with us on a Bears up, Herb? awful Monday. Fire everybody. Herb. Whoa. Herb. Whoa. Just jump off the deep end. Herb, please make anything make sense. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I mean, that was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible game plan. I know you just proposed something. I'll, I'll wait to, to, to let that digest and see if I agree about how terrible the game plan was. But it was really, really bad. I think they – like, all week people were like, hey, who are you picking? Who are you picking? I was like, I can't pick the Bears to beat the Packers. I just don't – not with any confidence. I, I've, I'm, I don't know. It's – PTSD. I just don't think they're going to do it. And so I think the Bears have some of that, too. They, they play the Packers, like, not to lose. I don't think they play that game to win. From the opening drive, I think they played not to lose. I've got some pointed questions that are going to just right. organically Bring it out. Ha- happen at, as the show moves along that I just don't feel like I could fire right now. I, I, um, I'm moving forward. That's how I'm at right now. I want to see this coaching staff, this group of players who granted are not the most talented players in the NFL there are better rosters out there but I refuse to believe the Bears are this bad there is more that can be extracted from this group they did not get anything out of the group basically in week one so to me this is uh, an absolutely enormous week ahead for Matt Eberflus Luke Getze the coaching staff and for a bunch of players to look in the mirror in a big time way (laughs) I'd like to know how much sleep Luke Getze got last night. Um, if you were cuddling with Getze, you, you literally whoever, uh, I don't know what Getze's situation is. He married, does he have a girlfriend? Does he, I don't know anything about his personal life. But whoever, if there is something, if, yes. if there is a significant other in, in the Getze world, that person was getting conversation at 3 in the morning, at 3.30, at 4, at 5. Just go sleep on the couch. Like, I'm not doing this with you all night. You're tossing and turning. <laughs> you're, 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 you're seeing linebackers and DNs everywhere. I'm, I'm getting out of the bed. I'm going on the couch. All right, well, <laughs> it was a, it, it's not a literal question, uh, but thank you for diving into it. I wanted, I, because listen, I just, where I was going with this was trying to watch the, the game again this morning, trying oh. to figure out what the hell was the game plan, and I can't figure it out. Herb, it started on our pregame show yesterday. Mm-hmm. When I was, I, we talked about this pregame, I was confused about the inactives to begin with. Yeah. Because yeah. I was very vocal. I didn't. I thought Valus Jones would be active because I still thought he was your best kick returner. So I was like, all right, oh, I can understand that they must have plan, like a good plan for Tyler Scott. Sure. They threw him the ball twice. Yeah. It was like right at the beginning of the game and then on the last play of the game. And that's why. He, and apparently that's why he was active. But then the other one. That, but then I was like, but I never thought in any world that Valus and EQ mm-hmm. would be inactive. And then you see the game plan. And they can't block out wide. Oh. And I'm like, why is EQ? And I, like, so that's, I'm just saying that's where it started for me. Like, I was already scratching my head before kickoff uh-huh. at some of the decisions that were made. And then you see the game play out. And I just, I, they're an 11 personnel the entire game. Entire game. We talked all this stuff about, you know, two tight ends and what they're going to be able to do in 12. And you, you, you never saw it. You never saw it. You got 
Tanya, I know he had the back. You still got Mercedes Lewis, and you, just, you never. Your two tight ends that used to be on the Packers. Just for those, they played a total of nine snaps together. Yeah. For those out there that don't understand eleven personnel, I got you. That would be one uh, tight end and three receivers. I think. Yes. We, so they basically it's had one Cole back Clement. and one tight end. That's what the eleven means. Yeah. Right. Right. One back, one tight end, which three means you have three receivers. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if so, you went twelve, you'd have one back, two tight ends, which would give you two receivers. Right. Good so math, Carl. I just, I just. So Mercedes be, Lewis played five snaps. Tanyan played four. Huh? What? Yeah. 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 What the hell? Yeah, these are the most. Do you know how many? Remember how we said yesterday in the post game that that should have been the headline on the back page of the Sun Times today? Just what the hell? <laughs> oh I have God. said that to myself at least ten times this morning. It, <laughs> it started bad and it got worse. It started bad and it got worse. And you talk about blocking out wide. My guy Chase, he didn't want to do it. And like he got, he he, he wasn't. There's was a couple plays where he did block well. One on the Justin Fields scramble. Shout out to Nick for, for pointing that out. Um, and there was another one, but he tried to get Mooney decapitated on one of those screen balls. It's like, dude, you 6'3", 230, whatever, like block somebody. But I think when he, once he gets disengaged, if he doesn't feel involved in the offense, then he kind of gets he, in his head and then he drops the screen pass and then he's not blocking. It's like, bro. It, it, it's like... To me, this is a basketball analogy all day. When the big man runs the floor, you get him the ball so he gets a dunk, so he's going to engage and play defense and get sure. some rebounds. Chase Claypool has to get touches. You can't ask him to be do the dirty work if you're never going to throw him the football. And the one time you throw him the football can't be on some weird bubble screen or whatever that you're going to call that that gets tipped. You traded the number 32 overall pick for Chase Claypool. You traded the number one overall pick for DJ Moore. Let me just they were back. targeted a total of five times yesterday, if you include the two-point conversion, which didn't actually show up in the stat sheet. Five times. That Luke or is that Justin? That Getsy or is it Fields? So that- See, I think it's – I th- look, we can get to Fields. There's plenty there's – plenty, I got his grade right here off the TV <laughs> copy. It, it's not good. But – when they went to DJ Moore on that one drive, they're like, okay, we're just going to throw him the ball twice in a row. Like, it wasn't that hard. They did it. Yeah, and it worked. Well, especially the second one, it was just like, boom, boom. Okay, well, that was easy. Why don't you keep doing that? They didn't come back to him the rest of the game. Greg Olson called it out on the broadcast. He's wide open down the field. Fields, Fields is completing a pass on a dump off. I think that was to Herbert that play. Yeah, that was a miss by Fields. So there, there, was, there was misses. Which is interesting, you know, Eberflus, I listened to him this morning with, with, with Cap and Jay Hood, and he's like, yeah, no, it was play calling and the quarterback missed some plays. You know, it's both. So, and to your, what you were just talking about with Claypool, mm-hmm. I just want to read one field's comment, and you tell me how many people he threw under the bus here. Oh. Okay. You go for <laughs> it. All right. He was asked about the vertical game. That was just the game plan. Okay, that sounds the like... Horizontal. The horizontal. The horizontal. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not vertical. Horizontal. Thank you very much. And then, next comment. I think just with those, we just got to be better blocking on the perimeter just to set those up. Chase. We got Getsy, we got Chase. We got the... I mean, I would say, like, we got the coaching staff. <laughs> now we got Claypool. And that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, roughly 15 words. He just threw under, he he just cracked the coaching staff and this dude that he's been trying to say nice things about, but 
you know what? If you go back and look at the film, if we block the guys, those are big chunk plays. 15, 20 yards at a time. 10, 15, 20-yard plays. Then again, that was just the game plan. Again, let me roll over that one more time. Back up. (laughs) (laughs) If they weren't going to match, decided we were going to throw it out there and let our guys work. Just didn't do our best perimeter blocking. One more time over you, Chase. Blocking on the edge for our guys to catch the ball and run. I mean, I think it's pretty clear what Justin Fields thinks about what happened yesterday. I want everybody, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Go watch the first two offensive plays of the third quarter. Okay? You want to talk about halftime adjustments? Go watch those two plays. Because the Bears ran two plays that they've been running since the start of last season. And the Packers... (laughs) Just ran straight at Justin Fields on the first one. And defensive lineman wasn't even anybody fast. He was just came off the line and was like, I know what Justin's doing here, and I'm going to go sack him. And there was nothing Justin could do. We've seen Justin get away from those guys time after time after time, and there was nothing he could do on that one because it was that obvious what he was doing. And then the second play was the one that Greg Olson also pointed out on the broadcast live in the moment, which was when you see Kenny Clark come free and understand, oh, that was too easy. And immediately understand that there's about to be a screen, and he sniffs it out, and he makes the tackle from behind. I mean, there is predictable, and then there is incredibly predictable coming out of halftime, running the same stuff. I mean, they, they just were thoroughly outcoached. Ryan Clark on uh, one two-minute clip that I watched where Dan Orlovsky tried to uh, defend Fields, and rightfully so, just pointing out like how many negative plays the Bears had penalties the whole thing by the way the Packers had more penalties than the Bears yesterday nine for 90 the Bears had seven for 61 um just for the record now some of those came on personal fouls and Bears timing on penalties that all plays in but just just you know Green Bay had nine for 90 we had seven for 61 Ryan Clark sat there he's like I was just sitting there like I can call I can tell you exactly what's happening on the next play I can call you I can tell you exactly what they're gonna do yeah and which gets me to what Herb you teased off the top. Yeah. What I had said pre-show. I think you can put this offensive game plan in the shredder with the same offensive game plan that we've been talking about for years that happened in Cleveland a cup in Ooh. 2021 in Justin Fields' first start. Now, I'm not sure it was quite that bad. Yeah. Where, like, you let Justin get pounded over and over and over again because you just refused to block Miles Garrett. And was it Clowney was there in that game, too? Yeah. Was, it was the other bad. guy? Yeah. Where they were bad. just like, and I'm not saying it's not quite that bad. Not quite but criminal. It's, Right, that was criminal. That was, that was like premeditated murder. Like, that was, that was criminal. <laughs> this is, this is really, kind of- really incompetent, though. Like, this is up, this is up there. It's really bad. Nagy in the chat, no, this was worse than Cleveland. Matt Nagy, you do a great job every single day. I just want that underlined. I, I don't know, man. This Herb, this feels kind of criminal. You had six months to prepare for this football game. Did. It's kind of criminal. Did. Well, this if, is what you came up with? If we put a list of things, though, that what the Bears found Justin Fields does well last year, right? Mm-hmm. And we actually kind of knew that going into the year. Yeah. Because we could even see glimpses of it in his rookie season. How many design runs did they have for him? I think one, one late in the game. Yeah. Which at that point, don't put him in harm's way. Brad Spielberger, shout out to him for this one from Pro Football Focus. 
52 dropbacks. 40 of them were straight dropbacks. Mm -hmm. 40. Mm -hmm. And when you move the pocket, you had some success. That's when he found Mooney down the right side. Like, Right. This is not hard, that part of it. And that's what I'm hoping to see this week. RPO City, baby. This is what he does. This is who he is. Period. End of story. Let him be who he is. If you're going to say he's our guy, then act like it and let him be who he is. Let him do what he does best because he's a weapon, right? His legs are one of the best weapons in the National Football League. Exactly. Use it. Exactly. I thought you were going to say on the team, like in the the entire league, Justin Fields' legs are one of the very best weapons. Right. And And we all want to see those legs – in design situations, not when he's running for his life. Right. It's hard to, it's, it's, it's easier to get smacked that way. But if it's design, you can have a little bit more control of where he's going, when he's getting down, when he's getting out of bounds, those types of things. Utilize those things. But I just don't think that, listen, I, I really think that they play that game not to lose it. And you can't play that way. You got to play the game to win. From that opening drive, it was bad. That open, they, they move the ball out to the 40-yard line. Then you're sitting there, you're at third and one. Cool. You decided that before third down, you decided this is four down territory. I don't even disagree with you. I understand that. You want to set the tone for the game. You want to, you know, instill some confidence in your offense. You want to go out there and score in your opening drive of the season. I'm all in on going for it. But if you know you're going for it on fourth down, why are we running two sneaks? Why are we going tight end sneak, then quarterback sneak, right? Third down, you should have a conventional run. Whatever your best run way. Thank you. Go with your best run. Whatever you feel best about on your card sheet, go with that. And then if you if they stuff it, then you can come back to quarterback sneak on fourth. But to do it back-to-back was crazy. To me, that's an offensive coordinator saying, I'm afraid that if I pull this ball off the line of scrimmage and try to hand it off, we might lose three yards instead of gaining one. Which is interesting because before you started talking, I wanted just to underline, until further notice, and maybe this will change, the Bears' offensive line stinks. Stinks right now. Yeah. Lucas Patrick <laughs> is not ready to play center. Cody Whitehair is injured and is getting old. Nate Davis, I have no idea what's going on, but it ain't good. Darnell Wright's a rookie, and yesterday, I don't think he will, but yesterday, Braxton Jones went backwards. Your O-line stinks until further notice, so get Justin Fields on the move. Now, to your back-end point there about handing the ball off, Maybe that's why he did it. But I still think it's very obvious. Who is your best weapon in a short yardage situation? Roshan. Roshan Johnson you, you, is, I'm, I don't want to go too far, he but he is, I would call him an elite option in the NFL right now on short yards. That dude is a straight lunatic. He will, he will. <laughs> He'll he run will, through that wall for real. Like, he, right. If you lined up three walls and a Corvette and a, and a big time Jeep, he'd try to run through it. That's his mentality. He trucked so that give dude it, so bad. Right. He trucked that dude so bad, the dude got up and tackled him after the play. Like, <laughs> he was so mad. Like, you can't just run over me like that. He got up and tackled him after the play. Like, dude, you can't do that. That's 15 yards. When, when I get the all 22, I'll post it on Twitter. There's there's one of Justin's scrambles where where Roshan makes the block in the backfield and then stays with the guy 15 yards downfield. Mm. Like he it like and even after Justin was down, he gave him another shot. Yeah, like he's got that dog. He does. And and jummy fantasy points he ended up with yesterday, 17 and a half. Really? As the third running back. That's right. He got the touchdown. Yeah. No. Listen, I I. 
I was the last person to jump on the Roshan Johnson train. I was like, I don't understand what you guys are doing. I don't know why it's going so fast. Like, slow down. But I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm I'm on it. I was the la- I got the last seat on it, but I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on it. You guys were you guys were all right. I was too slow on that. It's only standing room on that train now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh boy! The guy that he trucked uh, is number twenty, Jonathan. Jonathan, here I'll pull it up. I, I wrote about him and I still don't remember the name. It was so bad. Like he trucked twenty him. is Rudy Ford, the safety. That's who he trucked. Jonathan Rudy yeah. Ford. That's who he is. Yes, he trucked him real bad, and then kept going. And then dude got up after he was tackled and tackled him again just to prove to himself yeah. that he could do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, he's gonna be fun to watch. Yes. 23 is going to be fun to watch. Yes. I feel bad for any Bears fans. If you uh, came here today for answers, we just don't have them. I wish I did. I wish I did. But um, let's see. We got a $10 super chat here. Uh, the Schumach, Mac, the Schumach, 27. Uh, what the hell happened to the offense that worked last year? 90% of pass plays were straight dropbacks. No QB run game. Maybe one rollout. Use Justin's legs. It is the attribute that makes him special. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It's like they they convinced themselves that they turned Justin Fields into a pocket passer in the offseason. And, like, when I was being accused of being a little critical of Justin during training camp, it wasn't that I didn't think he was – not good. It was that I was just still a little skeptical of exactly that. Right. Like, I didn't necessarily see that progress. And so, the, now they're around them all. You know, they know what all the plays are. They, it's their job to evaluate all that. And if they felt like they could come out and beat the Packers. They were wrong. Obviously, they were wrong. They were wrong. If, if I was Ryan Poles, I, I would have a heart-to-heart with the Flues today and say, look, man. Let's be honest. I don't think we're winning the Super Bowl this year. And I've got a huge decision that I have to make in the next, call it, 18 months. Yes. On whether I'm going to pay Justin Fields a boatload of dough. Right. I need to know what the ceiling is here. Right. So this is what I want to see. I want to see him either throw for 350-plus or I want to see him throw five interceptions. I don't. I honestly don't care which one it is. There's another option though. Okay, go ahead. He can throw for 200 and run for 100. Sure, can, like, sure. Or if, or if you want to be as risky as you want to be with with putting him in harm's way, because this is how you think he's going to win. I can live with that too. But what I cannot live with is you trying to somehow finagle a way to victory where I really have to make a guess as to what I have still. And I'm still guessing because we just did a bunch of nothing yesterday. Just find out who, what does he do best, right? How can we make him look like the very best version of himself and then do that enough so I can know, is that enough to win a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And then we can make our decision after that. Otherwise, I'm going to go into this offseason, we're going to be talking about Caleb Williams, and we're going to talk, talk about, you know, 50-year rookie options. and all. It's like, dude, whatever he is, let him do it and find out if he can, if we can be good that way. I think you can. I talked to Justin on Wednesday. I sat down with him, had a one-on-one night, and we talked about a little bit about this running stuff. And, he, and he's like, listen, people can call me a running back all they want, but I'm going to continue to do what I do. It's all about moving the ball and winning games. And then they come out with this game plan. It's like, yo, 
now y'all trying to prove somebody wrong. You don't have to prove nobody wrong. You can just be you. And when he said that to me, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, but it's not what I saw on Sunday. Uh, Twenty dollars super chat here from Isaac Siegel. Greatly appreciated, Isaac. As a Fields lover, I have to admit I don't think Justin will ever be in the Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes class. If he was and made that jump, we would see him overcome the hor- horrific O. It, if he is, then this team is worse than we thought. Uh, and then Chris Pagero, $20. What's up, guys? I am on the drive of shame back to Texas after watching that disaster mm. at Soldier Field. Good for you, man. We need play action. We need the quarterback runs. It's like the coaching staff has forgot what JF1 is good at. It's despicable. They don't deserve you, Chris. They don't deserve you driving across country for that. That is freaking awesome. Yep. As somebody who made the drive to Austin multiple times, it is a commitment doing that thing. Good for you, Chris. Legit. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, Good talk. Listen, I got to tell you, I, I got to just say this. And we, I think maybe we've already said it, but Fields has to be better. There, and, and period. There are open dudes. Darnell Mooney's running right across the field. He's, he's, he doesn't see him. He's taking a sack. DJ, DJ Moore, Moore was open. DJ Moore's it wide open. On it, the sale route, he should have hit him. It's not, it, it wasn't hard. Like, you know, he, he, but he's... The throws in the fourth quarter, I know it's basically garbage time, but he's throwing them three feet over everyone's head. Yeah. And a couple of those guys took shots. I missed it yesterday in the game. Darnell Mooney got his head taken off at the end of the game. Is yeah. he okay? I don't know. He didn't come back in. It no, was on the last not. drive. Yeah, no. He, he tried to come. He tried to, like, he got up, and he was like, ugh. And then he started walking back towards the huddle, and he turned around like, no, nah, that's not it. I, I'm not okay. Yeah, he's probably like, I'm not doing this anymore. For what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a contract year. I'm not taking another high pass on a wide receiver screen. Uh, and, and, by the way, Cole Komet misses block on that play. Look at the two Packers closing in on him. They knew what was coming. Like, I'm not even mad at Cole for not making the block. They knew what was coming. Too much yesterday. Um, all right, quick timeout. Got to tell you about Ray Chevrolet. Are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, we have some great news for you because Ray Chevy and Fox Lake is with us here on the CHGO team. Uh, and we were telling you about this before. They have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership. They ask you things like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in many cases, that answer is no. And so that's when the dealers will be like, oh, well, you don't qualify for that price that you saw online. They raise it on you. And at Ray, that's just not how they do it. That's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay at Ray with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than you see online. Uh, And as one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. Save big at Ray Chevy because they now have over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. And now through September 30th, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing, make zero payments until 2024, plus put no money down 
And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Find those new roads. And when you're sitting in that new vehicle... You're going to look even better if you have your Shady Rays on. Take it on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends with Shady Rays have you covered. For the weather that is coming straight ahead, beautiful fall, winter, the whole thing, you want to be in your premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays, the most insane protection plan of all of eyewear. pair of sunglasses, every one of them, is backed by the lost and broken replacements. You lose it, you break it, they send you a new one, no questions asked. You don't like your Shady Rays, you can return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop. Shady Rays has your back and exclusively for you. I think Shady Rays' favorite customer is you, the CHGO listener, so thank you so much. Uh, Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code CHGO, you get 50% off on two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars for over 250,000 people. Perhaps we have some new people coming in today that are first hearing about Shady Rays. You should get involved, and for those of you who've been listening every day for a year or whatever and you haven't gotten yourself a pair of Shady Rays, get on in today. Great data. Make yourself just look that much cooler, feel so much better, and get it at an affordable price. Can we talk about what do you got, Hogan? Well, I got a couple tweets I just wanted to bring up yeah. that I think are related, but they weren't. So I woke up this morning. I opened my phone, which I know you're not supposed to do, right? And uh, I see this tweet from Field Yates, our guy Field, great guy. Packers quarterback Jordan Love in week one on third and fourth down. Did you see this? What his numbers were on third and fourth down, everybody? (laughs) He went eight for 10, 141 passing yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Hall of Fame stuff. Yes. They were nine of 16 on third down. Yeah. Yeah. First drive, they hit three third downs. A third and 13 where Jalen Johnson's off 13 yards. It was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll take that. No problem. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, he deserves credit for it. It's great. My brain immediately went to, though, the Bears' defense was their worst on third and fourth down, and they weren't getting any pressure. So then this next tweet I see, it was actually from last night, but it popped up in my timeline. Jalen Carter recorded six pressures and a sack mm-hmm. on 32 mm-hmm. pass mm-hmm. rushes in mm-hmm. his NFL debut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do Hey, it's bad enough. Like, this. <laughs> But I'm just saying no, these are like the literally the first two tweets oh. I saw this morning, and I'm like, huh. Well, I wonder if one could have helped the other from not happening. Do you know how? So definitely. Well, PFF I, actually, I, was, I think gave Jalen Carter eight pressures. <laughs> eight pressures. Do you know how many pressures the Bears defense had? Not eight. <laughs> they had six. Not six. eight. They had a 10% pass rush win rate in the game. Listen. So every time I do this, I want to just say that I was on this show and I said that I would not draft Jalen Carter. But, you know, then the Bears traded back, went down to nine. He's sitting there. And he's sitting there. And I got it at the time. I was like, eh, I don't know, man. Right tackle versus a guy who's going to blow up offenses. I thought Ryan Poles was a genius in that moment. When they got to nine and he's right there, I was like, Holy crap, he moved all the way back and he still got his dude. Could have gotten the best player in the draft at nine. Yeah. And DJ Moore and all of it, but he didn't do it. Uh, which, so, this is the, the polls part of the conversation that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable to have, but I think we got to have it. Yeah. He, you know, you, you said earlier, Adam, 
that you traded the 32nd pick in the draft. That, that's a little unfair to him because he traded a second-round pick. He didn't realize they were going to be that bad, but he traded a high second-round pick. He made sure well, they were that bad. Right. Well, he. It's more so the fact that they just traded two two high picks and they throw the ball to the, the two players they got out of it five times. But my, my point is that yes, and but my point is that he identified Chase Claypool as a difference maker. He has been the opposite of that. He's mm. been a nothing maker. Mm. He he drafted Valus Jones in the third round as their first offensive player because he thought he was going to be an impact player. Valus Jones was inactive yesterday and his future in the NFL is very much in question. Alright? He Darnell Wright might be fine, but he might have just passed on an impact player that could I don't know? Judging by his week one in the NFL, is probably headed to the Hall of Fame. So that that, that, that <laughs> no that, joke that that ain't great either. Uh, and you know, if his first draft pick ever, Kyler Gordon, I like him, but has he been an impact guy yet? No. Jaquan Brisker, can he stay healthy? I have huge questions there. You also passed on on Pickens, who looks like he's a dude. So. This is, they're all in this together right now, and they all got to find their way out. But P- Poles has his part in, w- in where they're sitting. I feel that 100%. I still think it's fair, right? I still think to be fair that we still have to include the totality of the situation in Philly and the situation in Chicago when you talk about the Jalen Carter, Darnell Wright situation. I, 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 I agree I, with I, you. And I, I, need- I feel bad about not having the kid, but I think if we're going to have the conversation, if we're going to be fair to Ryan Poles, that has to, that so, has to factor into the discussion. So- I've been thinking a lot about that, Herb, mm-hmm. because we, and we talked about that time of the draft. But then ev- oh, ever since the draft, mm-hmm. like when those guys come in for the offseason program, we covered OTAs, we yeah. covered mini camp, we covered training camp. We, 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 we have been talking up all these veterans. Tremaine Edmond. Truth. Right? Truth. All these guys that they brought in here. Marcus Walker. Marcus Walker. So yeah. what is it? They've been talking up. Their yeah. culture yeah. and how many leaders there are Strong on this team. Strong locker room. Strong locker room. Everyone fits in. Yeah. So if that's truly a reason why you didn't draft the kid, because... One of those things is a lie, right? It doesn't add up. And yeah. what does it say about your culture that you don't trust your culture enough to bring a guy like that in yet? No, that's, that's very, very true. I don't disagree. And they talked about all those guys, Billings and all those guys, and they're being such great mentors for Javon and for Zach and all of that. Like, they couldn't have done the same thing for him. And how bad is – like, how bad is a per, is, of a person is he? I mean, we know he had the terrible night out, right? But that's – who hasn't gone speeding down a car? It just ended tragically for him and his friends that night. Uh, it, but yeah, to yeah. me, the worst thing was how he showed up to pro day. Yeah, that was that, that was not good. That was worse than the night out. Like, I mean, all due respect to the loss of life, but his inability to compartmentalize and still train and be ready to do your job was yeah. was more so a concern for me than than some kids having a terrible night out. Well, and, and me right rewinding it back, like the night out was obviously just an absolute tragedy, and mm-hmm. and 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 he's gonna have to live with that for the rest of his life. But uh, and and that's got to be some level of guilt or whatever that I, I can't fortunately for me I can't relate to but the, my point was like afterwards he just kind of tried to hide from it which bothered yeah. me so it's like what other what else is underneath the rock here that okay. you're trying to hide from Legit. but uh, and so so I actually I get, sort of gave him a pass on showing up out of shape because he had so much going on that like I can't train right now my life is in shambles right now one of my friends just died two of them that uh, and, and I was involved in it and I was hiding under a rock because I didn't want anybody to even think about me you know but, what though like <laughs> 
but but they but they had traded back, so it wasn't like you were taking the first overall pick with him. You were at right, nine. Right, you were taking it at nine. It, it was a sa- it was a. You sa- got DJ Moore. You have a next year's first round pick. It was a safer gamble. And at the end of the day, the Eagles traded up for him. The Eagles. This isn't the Dallas Cowboys taking a flyer on John or, right. or wanting Johnny Manziel. I, I realize the Browns drafted him. Let me back up. This isn't the Browns drafting Johnny Manziel after everything you know, and then you hear that the Cowboys also wanted him right. too, right? Like, this is the Eagles. You're trading. This is Howie Roseman, yeah. the best general manager right mm. now in football, mm. being like, oh, he fell all the way back. Yeah, we want to go. We, we'll give you a fourth-round pick. That's how bad we want him. We just want to make sure we can get him. Yeah. Like, so clearly, because no one still, none of us here, Probably not even all the teams at at some point they were still taking a risk, right? They were guessing a little bit. No one really knows all the facts. But like the moment I saw the Eagles, we're like, oh, wow, that's gonna work out. Yeah, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, shout shout out we're comfortable to with it. Yeah. yeah. Like if the Browns had come up and taken him, I would have been like, Yeah, okay. And we'll talk about the Bears doing their homework. Like how we do our homework and we make sure we bring in the right guys. Who did the homework on Nate Davis? Is that working out? Because he's he's got a lot of stuff seemingly going on, and I don't I won't speak too much to it because I don't know what it is. But it's kept you off the field a lot, and he, his 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 history was of somebody that did not like to practice and only liked to play. That is, is the coaching staff and the and the GM that that's like do you, were you guys together on this one? It, it kind of it doesn't add up. We showed up on Wednesday, and he's just not there, and then he's just standing on the sideline and laughing and. Chuckling with flu, so I was like, "What's going on?" And then the next day, the coach says, "That's the only practice he's missed because of a personal reason." That was what was like, okay. And by the way, you know, if you have a problem, if my dad sent in a five dollars super chat saying he's comparing this to the White Sox losing to the Orioles in nineteen eighty three, because let me tell you something about my dad. There's nothing that causes him more pain than thinking about that series. Mm. Who's the dude that got caught in the rundown? Jerry Dubzinski. Sure. <laughs> I think I had that right. I should know that, but that's how that's how you know this is this Dang. is bad. Mm. Listen, <laughs> what I, was that noise? I don't know. I just it's it's the noise of I love when Carmen so, random noises. Let's try let's try and what's the road forward, Carmen? You used to open the show and you said we're we're right. on we're on to right. Tampa Bay. Right. What is the road forward for this team to not be terrible? So I don't know about that particular road, <laughs> but I do know on the road that I would go down is a road. If I'm Luke Getze, I'd have a honest sit down with the flus. Because Tampa beat the Vikings yesterday. Yeah, I don't, I don't. And we're not going to Kansas City and beating Mahomes. So now you're staring down the barrel of 0-3 real quick. Right. I, but here, again, I personally – and they can't think this way, but me, I don't care about wins right now. I care about development. Oh, I do. That was last year. Well, no, but okay, but they're not there yet. They're just, I, they're not, you have, you, I just want to see Justin Fields have a big day. Period. Then we get to, we, once I see that, then we can start talking about wins. So if I totally disagree with you, why this is as big of a must win as there, there is in week two. You got Kansas City in week three. I agree. You're 0-3 then. 
and then and then you and now you've lost thirteen games in a row. They don't even remember what winning feels like. Yeah, but that that matters. It matters. I, look for that locker room. Yes, it 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 would be nice for them to come be able to walk in there after now eleven straight losses for those who have been here. Now, granted, remember we have twenty six new players on this roster this year. But for those half the half of the team that's been here this long, it would be nice for them to be able to breathe a sigh of relief after the game. Which shout by the way, shout out to Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson, did you talk to him yesterday? I was around when other people were talking to him. I didn't have anything to say to him. Uh, he, he <laughs> okay. Well, I shot the Jalen my dude, but I didn't have nothing to say to him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a very funny way that you just put that. Uh, <laughs> you were were you mad at Jalen? I. <sighs> It's 11 times in a row you go into that somber-ass locker room after yeah. a loss and like, well, why didn't we get pass rush today? And why couldn't we block today? And why couldn't we create any explosives today? And what, like, what? He's, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to say to none of them, really. Like, right. I talked to I talked to Demarcus Walker about pass rush. I talked to Justin Jones, who lives in a different world than the rest of us. And like, <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> when his name was gonna come up. Dude, that dude's talking shit all offseason about dude. the pack. And he, he doubled had, down to me yesterday. No, he didn't. I swear to God. After he, the game. After the game. I'm he literally at, had zero stats. I'm standing at his locker, and and he gets <laughs> upset about something that I won't even I won't say who asked him about it. But Justin was Justin was right. And then what so was I, the question? It was about uh, the run defense and why they struggled in the run game. He was like struggling the run game. He's like they they had they averaged like two point nine yards per carry. They had like thirty two carries for ninety three yards. He's like, we didn't struggle in the run game. I was like, no, that's not that's not incorrect. Um but I I'm talking about the pass rush, right? So then I'm like, well what about the pass rush though, bro? Like like y'all didn't create any pressure. Y'all brought in Yannick, y'all brought in Demarcus Walker for for that purpose and it didn't really materialize today. And he's like, yada 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 and then he closes with, Yeah, we still gotta go up to their place and I guarantee you it'll be different. Okay. What, bro? Like, I've been like ever since he said that stuff about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. When when when, when A Rod first went to the Jets, and he's like, "Oh, I'm pissed he went to the Jets. I wish he was still here so we could beat him, sir. You had an opportunity twice. You didn't sniff the man. Yeah, right. Knock he, it off. Which is I'm, I'm with you. That's we, where we had a Justin Jones based super chat from Eli a little earlier. Thank you, Eli. He said too many snaps for Justin Jones. Where's Jervon and Pickens? We know what Jones is. Zero pass rush. Try something. Uh, maybe no twelve-year-old, twelve-yard cushion on third. Polls can't be happy with personal usage on O or D. It's a concerning. Yeah. It's a yeah. great point, Eli, and it's concerning that. I mean, it's week one, so we're, we got the vet out there. But if they don't think that those two dudes can play better than him, that ain't great. But in rewinding back to Jalen Johnson, at least somebody said something honestly like, to, to, yeah. to your point on what Justin said. This is disappointing. We all compete to win. Not winning. And then losing in that fashion, this is a direct quote, it just felt like they whooped our ass in the second half. Thank you for somebody saying exactly what happened. Not we're going to go up there and beat them. And I cannot hear anything more about the hits principle and our culture until they start doing something on the field winning games. To me, for, an, for I think until they win a game, the hints principle for me has an S in front of it because that's what that, that's what because <laughs> that is what it uh, it's been almost a calendar year at this point. Yeah. That Patriots game was like mid-October last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, the hits principle. Remember I showed you the video of my nephew crying <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> this morning he woke up 
and he said that he wanted to watch highlights of a game the Bears actually won. Whew. You got to dig in the archives for that, kid. Yeah, my brother-in-law. How many years back is it for the Packers? He like found six? an ESPN Deportes broadcast of the Bears beating the Patriots last year. Nephew just sitting there, the Bears. Let me stop doing that. <laughs> let me knock that. Let me <laughs> stop before I go too far with that. <laughs> oh, that's probably smart. Oh, but listen, you go into that Patriots game, you shock everybody with all these design runs, including. Bill Belichick. I asked him about that in the post-game press conference. I'm like, did they surprise y'all? And shout out to Coach Belichick because he was like, yeah, a little bit. They did. But, and like, this is almost like Flus got crowned by that game by Belichick. He's like, all right, I've done it. I got the three and four. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here. Bill Belichick, my hero, just complimented me, and that's it. We ended Mac Jones' career and defeated Bailey Zappi. (sighs) It is not good. But all this is lost. They got 16 more games. That was a big theme in the locker room, too. We got 16 more games to get better. You know, Justin apologized to his teammates and the fans and said, we will be good. Um, I don't think he needs to apologize. I got to tell you, they got to apologize to him. I mean, do you think he needs – does he owe – do you think he owes people an apology? I just think he thinks it's his role. Okay, He's the to be a leader. He's the leader. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's a little meatball-y to, like, want to hear that. But I don't. I don't think it hurts. I think it was – I think it was fine. I, I do want to address this question, Herb, about, like, what's next? And let's spend the last segment kind of talking about, like, okay, how do you actually fix this this week? Because I'm sure that's what the coaching staff uh, was trying to figure out this morning. Um, but you guys know this, and we had plenty of it yesterday. Goose Island, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer since 1988. They got the Oktoberfest going on right now. The beer hug family. We had all types of beer hugs at the tailgate yesterday in that big yeah, ice cooler that I, I wanted to jump in. I, yeah, uh, Kevin Kadek had one. I think it was uh, – I don't even know what it was. It was like a green can. I was like, I've never even seen that one. Yeah, there's like new ones. Yeah. But uh, those, very popular. Uh, of course, the 312, which has been around forever. Full pocket pills. Grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And step up your game, your TV game with Fubo TV. If you haven't checked it out, you're going to love it. 140 live channels of sports and shows and movies and news. You can stream live TV to any device. You can literally check out the NFL, college football, the Big Ten, the NFL Network, Red Zone, all of it is right there for you. College football, NFL, you love it with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com forward slash CHGO and you can sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right, so what can they do this week to... Beat the beat the Bucks. Well, first of all, I think they got to acknowledge what they have and what they don't. Yes. Right. Okay. So let's just start with the offense. This offensive line isn't going to magically. No. Like they could play better. Sure. But they got to look at it like they looked at it last year midseason, and like the adjustments they made going into that New England game last year, they need to happen now. Right now. Like. No. Okay. Just you sit in the meeting room as coaches. Luke Getze says that was a terrible game plan. We're going to rip it up, build a new menu this week of plays. 
do the things that Justin does well. Find a way, even quite frankly, if it's forcing him the football, you have to throw the ball to DJ Moore. He must. Moore. He should get 15 targets a game, and I'm not even exaggerating. I agree. And I spent all the training camp, by the way, saying, can, we, can you at least throw the ball to somebody else? Because literally every play was going to him. And now I'm like, just throw the, literally throw the, just, just don't stop throwing to him until you get that thing going. There was a play where I saw it this morning where he was matched up on a, a like a linebacker was on him mm-hmm. in the slot, and he ran a five-yard out. That should be automatic check. Like, automatic. Like, yeah. If we schemed up and got that matchup, it's automatic. I don't know if you tap your helmet or, or rub your – I don't care what you do. That's automatic. It's, there's got to be something built in the offense for that. Yes. You got a linebacker on DJ Moore, change the route, make sure the ball goes his direction – that, that, that can't happen. So that's got to be then – and then I think you got to look at your personnel. You can like Tyler Scott, but does it make sense to have him active when I just – He's not a better kick returner than Valus. He's not. He's not. He's not a better kick returner. If you're bringing the ball out of the end zone, Valus should be the guy. And, and, I'm, and also, if you're running this weird horizontal gimmicky stuff, Vailus isn't can do that what Valus is – supposed to be here for get him the ball in space and let him use his speed and his thickness to run after the catch that's 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 all he's good for so if you don't want him running routes and trying to track deep balls cool no problem Tyler Scott's better at that but if you aren't doing that then let Valus do the few things that he does quite well yeah in the in I'm not saying you I'm not saying you have to have EQ active because I would rather get away from some of the screen mm-hmm, horizontal mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to keep that stuff in, then you should probably have him active as well. He does those things very well. So that's what I would change on offense. We've seen this offense. We've seen Justin make big plays. But this is a pretty good Bucks defense. Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. you, you know, we can all assume all oh, Baker Mayfield's there. Tom Brady's not. Like, well, defense still is Todd Bowles. They got good backers. All right, he's, 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 he's going to come up with a good game plan. Yeah. They're going to blitz the hell out of you. They're going to come after you. Our defense. Like, can they get better? Coach Williams, D.C., has got to do better. He's got to do better. I understand you want to get home with four. Got it. Every D.C. in America wants to get home with four. But you aren't getting home with four. You still have to get home, though. So can you dial up something can you send one of those fast athletic linebackers you got? Can you send Kyler off the edge? Can you walk Jaquan down into Like, can we do something to give them a different look? We aren't getting home with four, so we're just going to keep sitting back in this cover two shell, drop seven, and let Jordan Love sit in the pocket and pat the ball all day long. You stop the run on first and second down, but then he's sitting back there on third and 13 just taking what he wants. I, I think that's a f- fantastic call, and I like Allen Williams a lot. Yeah, great he guy. is. He is a great guy. Yes, respectful dude that you would want. I don't know, raising your children. Very thoughtful, but his personality is pretty conservative, and his play calling is mirroring that. 
dude, you got to start drinking or something. Get get get. Let your wild side out. Something, man. This they are not good enough to get home, as you're pointing out. Just let's 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 whatever. I don't care if you send seven. Let's let's do something where a quarterback looks like he's fearing for his life for at least you know a couple plays a game. If we talk about how good we think the secondary is, we like the secondary, right? Then let them show how good they can be. You you're playing to them like they the ones need help. Those dudes in the front need help. So let those dudes play some man to man every now and then. Play some cover three. Whatever you're gonna do, let them dudes work because you gotta send some guys to help the front four. So Eric Forcell here, five dollar super chat. I am done with the hits principle and Getsy. Stop treating grown men like five year olds. Hate to say it, but Flus looks like an absolute bust of a hire. Let, let, let me ask you this, Herb. This is my one of my pointed questions that just I, real quick to yeah. respond to that. I think it's a little too soon to say that we did see this coaching staff uh, that the, so if the question is how do they adjust can they adjust the only thing I think we can hold on to is hope is that they did adjust last year mm-hmm. we saw that it was more so on offense and defense I think Alan Williams has to show a little bit more of a willingness but we kind of knew when they hired Flus what this defense was going to be yeah, they did sack the quarterback a lot they, like, yeah, they're relatively vanilla. You want to pair it with an offense that can actually move the football, and they're just not doing. But like, you can't give up thirty-one points to the to the Packers no. in Week One. Like, it, it wasn't good enough. It was terrible on third down. Zero pressure, which is very concerning considering we talked about that all off season. Um, which I apologize. I apologize if I'm not gonna be able to let the Jalen Carter thing go, but. Right now, I can't let it go. I just can't let it go. Probably going to get worse, too. I cannot let it go. It's the – when we talked to Josh Lucas on Hogan Johns a few weeks ago, he said it. It's supply and demand. It is so hard to find a three technique like that. Yeah. There's like four of them in the entire league. Yeah. And, they, and it's the engine of the defense. When I say that, I'm quoting the head coach. Yeah. yeah. He said that. Yeah. Right. I just I, that's what I can't get over with that. You need tackles. I get it. You got to protect Justin Fields. I get it. Offensive tackles are always a work in progress. People in the comments have brought up Darnell Wright and how he didn't play well yesterday. I agree with you. Maybe I'm giving him a little bit of a pass because he's a rookie. Sure. They always take time. Sure. Like look at Sewell in Detroit right yeah. now. Like he's starting to finally look like that dude. Mm-hmm. But it took a while. It's going to take. I still have high hopes for Darnell Wright. This is not about Darnell Wright, no. and it's unfair a little bit to Darnell Wright. I get it, but it's just so much harder to find a dominant three technique that can. He's exactly what this it defense was right needs. there for you. That exactly it could, was right there for could you. have made the difference you needed on third down yesterday in this game. Yes. They wreck games. They can take over games. And I haven't seen every snap of the Eagles game yesterday. So maybe I'm going a little o- overboard. But it sure seems like the conversation and the PFF stats and what everyone's quoting this morning is that Jalen Carter looked like that dude yesterday. And he's and, and apparently he's been looking that way all summer. Yes. I was going to say, he's been, it's literally been every day. Well, Carter was great today in training camp. Carter was this, <laughs> Carter was standing, um, Oh, God. What were you about to ask me, Carter? Sorry. So I uh, no, that was good. That, that was no, no, no. That, that was fantastic. We, we good, good this, job. We gotta do that every week. We're gonna do it. We're gonna yeah. do a Jalen Carter check in every week. And I'm gonna lose my mind every week. So I oh. I, I was watching one of their you know one Three of the sacks, big, two forced fumbles. Yeah, <laughs> five TFLs. <laughs> this is gonna be a, a decade thing too. Uh, all right, it's this, 
Okay. I watched some of their the 1920 Bears videos, right? They mm-hmm. put out, they do a great job with those. I like them. And they're showing Flus in front of the team. And he's talking about the hits principle. Mm-hmm. And then they show the team. And the team is asleep. <laughs> now, it's a, I, I get it. It's a meeting. It's a long training camp. I'm sure. not trying to say that. They, I'm not saying they're quitting on, on, on the coach. I'm sure. not saying that. But I am asking you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think they like him? Do you think they respect him? What's your take on the relationship that right now the Maddie and I'm not I'm not asking in any way, shape, or form for a coaching change. No matter the answer, it's way too early for that. I am I am I am sitting here believing that they're going to get this thing going in the right direction, or at least hoping for it. Do, but I want to know right. Do you think right now that they respect, like, or whatever else for 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 Matt Eberflus? If you had to guess at it, your best your best opinion. Yes, I do. Right now, my problem with his coaching staff isn't. Monday through Saturday. It's Sunday. I think these guys buy into all the stuff. I'm sure they're sick of hearing it and trying to like, oh, but I do think they do it because I think the coaches hold them accountable to it. I think they show it every day. That's a loaf. You're not getting you're not getting out of the stack. You're not doing it. Like I, I think they buy into it because I don't think the coaches give them a choice. So good on them for that. But I think we saw it last year. That team sucked. They didn't have any talent, but they fought their asses off. They competed till to the end of every single game. That's fair. And I think to that point, this is what makes me mad about the coaches. Last year, it made sense to coach games not to lose, right? We don't have the talent to even go and try go crazy, so let's just try to keep this thing closed and see if we can steal it late. No problem. Now you have more talent. Stop coaching that way, right? You've already established the culture. They've bought into it. They're going to run to the ball. They're going to swipe at it. They're going to play with, you know, intensity and hustle and the ball and, you know, smart, right? right? So I, I get that, right? But now you have some talent. You can actually play to win. You don't have to play the game not to lose anymore. So long answer, but yes, I think they've bought in. But now the coaches have to say, okay, they've bought into what we want to do and we got some horses now. Let's go ahead and play ball. And by the way, somebody that, does a team meeting every week and has kids asleep. Yeah. And they're always going to look like they're bored. Yeah. Even right. In, even I in get, the NFL. I, I get it. I'm, I'm, that part I'm, doesn't worry me. I do. I agree with her. I think they like this coaching staff. Um, but I do think that we're, the, these are crucial times. And this is why, again, I, and I said this earlier in the show, I think it's a big game against the Bucks. You have to find a way to win a game eventually. This whole, remember the whole, uh, you know, Danny Parkins fighting with Dan Weeder last year over the value of learning to win versus tanking? Like, mm-hmm. that was fine last year. They do actually need to learn how to win a game. It's been 11 months. We Ooh. This is a different season. And the they have too much talent on this roster right now. You already have the Panthers pick, so if you want to tank, just root against the Panthers every week. Okay? Yeah. Um they have to, in the same way when the Lions were one in six last year, I, I they were probably having conversation in Detroit. Oh, tank for another draft pick. No, that where that roster was, they had to learn to start winning. It, where where that roster was, the regime and what they had turned over, they had to start winning, and they figured it out. And it's the same thing for, for this, even if the Bears are zero and four, I'm gonna have I'm gonna say the same thing. They need to start to learn how to win, because. If the Lions hadn't done that through the course of last season, they don't go into Kansas. Well, first of all, they're not even playing Kansas City in week one. The right. NFL wouldn't have scheduled that right. game. And they don't go in there and, and have that performance they did against the Chiefs last week, even though they got plenty of help from the Chiefs to win. Yeah. That's what this – yes, this season's about Justin Fields still. Yes, they got to put him in a better position to have success. But as a unit, too, they have to learn to win. This can't just be about development again. 
in slight defense of the coaching staff here, it is hard to win in the NFL when you can't win up front. Yeah. They can't win up front on the offensive side of the ball right now, and they can't win up front on the defensive side of the ball. We are at, so for those who want, you know, a regime or a, a coaching change, let's just at least acknowledge the degree of difficulty that the coaching staff is under right now with, with what they have up front. And that is where NFL, college, high school, even flag football games on some level are won. So th- th- there's a, there is a degree of difficulty that is pretty steep right now. It doesn't take that long to throw a slant to number two. Okay. Like, it doesn't take that much time. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, f- I hear you. Force I, it to him. I, 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 100%. Not, Not bubble screens, slants, digs, little quick fades, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, get him, get him the ball. Rodgers and, and, played and, behind some really bad offensive line. Right, and you have a quarterback, yeah. to that point, you have a quarterback who can get you some time. So they should be able to figure out something. I'm just, just, do, just do what he does. Lean, lean, lean all the way into it. Don't. Sometimes coaches get they, they want to be the smartest person in the room, and I get it. There, there's a level of arrogance to every coach, right? I that's just you have to have this belief like I have the best football mind out here, and you gotta you, you approach it that way. So I get it, but you don't have to always prove that. Like you can like be the smartest person by doing the smartest thing. You know what I mean? But and, and again, you hear me say this all the time, Carmore, and I agree with you on that point because. Find me a good play caller with a bad offensive line. It, it's True. hard. It, it's True. It is really hard to call plays when you can't block. But this game, to me, is more about the game plan going in than whatever the, game, the play calling was within the game. It was just a bad game plan to start. And I don't think it, the offensive line didn't play well, but they were trying. It, it just... I think that Getsy, if we're, if we're trying to give him some benefit of some doubt, I think he just went into it like, we can't block, so this is what we got to do. These guys have been hurt all, all training camp. I have no idea what I have. Actually, I do know what I have. I got a guy who, who hasn't been on the field for five seconds since he's been here for a year plus now. Right. I've got a, I got a dude dealing with personal issues who I, I don't know what he's going to be, but he ain't going to be great. Right. There's no way. I've got a rookie over here. Right. I've got a fifth round I got a fifth project round. over here. Yeah, I mean – so that's what that's why he schemed up what he schemed up. No, I, I I get it, but I just I think that when you don't use your best weapon, you don't give yourself the best chance. And if if he's if if his legs are still your best weapon, then it's fine. You like what are you trying to prove? Like go ahead and let him do what he does. Like I said in the interview, you can if you want to see the full interview I did with Justin Fields, you can follow him on my Twitter or you go to the Bigs uh, YouTube page. It was a pretty cool sit down conversation we had. But he understands like. I don't got to prove nothing to you. The coaches need to understand the same thing. Like They do. Uh, big, big, big week. A couple tweets Huge. I'm seeing here because yeah. Flus is talking at House Hall right now. Nicholas Moriano is there covering it for us. Uh, Nick saying, uh, Matty Flus spoke to Justin Fields about the sack he took from Lucas Van Ness. Flus said he could throw that ball away. Yeah. Or that was the one yeah. where he's running. Yeah. They're, they're in the red zone, yeah, and he to the, to the right sideline. He thinks he can beat Van Ness to the edge, and he just takes a sack instead of throwing the ball away. That's got to go out the back of the end zone. Nick was happy about that too. His Iowa guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was cheering in the press box, wasn't he? I'm, sh- I'm um, sure. Flew, I'm sure feels loved hearing that one. Thanks, Coach. Got it. Sean Hammond tweeting Bears head coach oh, Matthew. You, you saw he threw him on the bus first. That's I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean uh, Sean Hammond tweeted. Floose on Justin Fields. Quote, we always want him to look downfield. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if all of your receivers are within five yards of the scrimmage line? 
line of scrimmage. I mean, there's definitely some shots downfield. I missed some for sure. But we're talking about like three. On the pick, he talked about missing DJ and how he stood. He should have stuck with DJ on the route that he was running on the left side. He said, I came off of it too soon. And like I also could have checked it down to Khalil or Cole, but for whatever reason, he tried to squeeze it in there the, to Moon, and they closed that see, window. He did seem to be rushing his reads. Yeah. Like he was yeah, – like the other one he missed to, to more earlier in the game that he checked it down to Herbert, it was like just – Hang on for half a second more. You had they had a good pocket on that, but again, that's trusting the protection in front of you. I think it's also some of the noise, man. They always talk about we don't hear the noise, but I think you know he's holding on to it too long. He's holding on to it too long. He's holding on to it too long. Okay, quicker, 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 quicker. And it's like, hold on, just let this thing develop a little bit. I'm not saying that they aren't on the same page, but the longer you go in a losing streak, it is hard to keep everybody together. Oh, that's legit. And and these comments, like, we always want him to do this, we, and, and him coming back at it, this was the game plan. Now we're now we, now we, now we taking slight public shots? I, I mean, it, you got you to gotta wonder. At, at some point, there, there could be a breaking point. It's here. a results-based business. Nobody wants to keep losing. Like, like, we talk about, like, not wanting to go into the locker room after all these losses. They are – it's them. You know what I mean? They got to be sick of it, too, like 100 times more than us. And who, who did you – I should remember the name, my bad, Hogue, that you just talked to on Hogan Johns, who I listened to. Josh it was Lucas. A, Josh Lucas, a phenomenal, it was a phenomenal interview. It was super good. Yeah. And, well, he's, part of the reason why they liked Fields was because they thought he could handle the pressure of being the quarterback in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And without mentioning Trubisky's name, he – Right, basically he talked said, about other quarterbacks that he's been around – that couldn't handle it. And as far as I know, I think he's been around Drew Brees, yeah. Mitch Trubisky, and, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and Justin Fields. So I think we knew who he was talking about. Um, and and you know what? To Fields' credit, I think he can. He's He's been in this limelight since he was in high school, man. This is nothing new. It's a little new. It is Chicago, but he's been used to I, I don't think that's the problem uh, I talked to him about that very thing he walked me through his whole high school career he's like I freshman year I had to play freshman because ninth graders had to play with ninth graders and he's like my sophomore year I was playing but we were doing this dual quarterback thing and so they were in and I was out and I lost a little confidence he's like then my junior year I came in and I took off and I was like that's when I started to get all the notoriety and he's, he's like able to handle it and I'm like mm-hmm. bro you 24 is that a lot of pressure he's like mm, I'll be chilling I was like all right cool like yeah. I think he can handle it uh, $5 from Seth Crane, super chat here. Hey, y'all, sorry for the late chat. And if you've covered this already, my biggest concern from yesterday was Fields' lack of juice when the team is that, I, I've said this before about him. It's First of all, football is a very emotional game. And when you're losing, when things are not going well, your sideline is going to be quiet. And we as coaches can scream all we want. Let's go sideline. Let's go. You know, it's just like until something good happens, it's hard to get up. And I've said this about fields in the past, which is another reason why they got to get back to letting him run the ball. I'm not saying 20 times a game, but how many times do you see see Fields break off a big run? I'm not even talking about 50 yards. I'm talking about like 15, 20. And it energizes everybody. He slides. He gives the first down signal. You feel that juice. You feel that swag. He is a player. Swag's the right word for for me. Mm-hmm. When Justin Fields is feeling the swag, 
and that swagger comes out for him, he starts to get in a rhythm. And it just never happened yesterday. At no point in that game did you feel like all of a sudden that special Justin Fields 60-yard play was going to happen. No. It was just dead. No. DJ, DJ Moore, to that point, we were more than prepared. They just outwilled us today. Mm. That's the best way I can put it. It's mm. definitely a wake-up call. Mm. I mean, that's like a comment that, that a dude should be making after you like won the Super Bowl and just kind of resting on your laurels, right? That's a captain, by the way, too. They outwilled us. Hmm. Super, super chat from Patrick, $5. He says, I feel like his energy was sapped after a few bad plays. Confidence killers. You could hear it in his voice when he called for the snap. That's a good microphone. Yeah. That's bold take, Patrick, but <laughs> I, I, I like it. If you can sense it, I'm not going to stop you. Uh, do we have other Super Chats to get to? I mean, I have like 30. Yeah. Um, well, let's go. We could, let's, uh, let's take a few more gonna, in before we get out of here. Yeah, I'm going to hit uh, this one first because it was a, a yeah, $20 Kevin, one from Kevin. Yeah, $20. That's a big one. Thank you. Uh, he says, how about that one play where they came out with trips to the left with all tight ends and blasting game, the fullback? Uh, I felt that was another weird play call that was predictable. That's a fine play when you're up by 10. Uh, I go, I got to go back and look, look at that one, Kevin. But, yeah. All tight. So, would they have all three tight ends on the field for one play, maybe? Do they? I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting formation, though. I don't. I can't. The play doesn't jump out in my mind uh, right now. I'll have to know what the result of the play was to kind of what they actually tried to do on the play. I, that quarterback draw was bad, too, though. Like that was they tried to run that one quarterback draw. Yeah, late. It went nowhere. Yeah. If you guys looked at the line, Bears Bucks next week, uh, uh, two and a half point underdogs, right? Three. Now three. So it's continuing three? to go. <laughs> so yesterday, after the game, it was the Bears had started the opening line before the season was Bears favored by one and a half. Mm. By the end of the game yesterday, the Bucks were favored by one and a half. Of course, they beat the Vikings yesterday, so that helps. Now it's all the way to three. Baker Mayfield threw for 173 yards. It ain't like he was lighting it up. Rashad White was their leading running back. He had 39 yards. Yeah, that offense isn't crazy. And I feel like you should be able to dial some stuff up. That's, that's, why I was, that's another reason I was disappointed in Coach Williams. Like, you got an inexperienced quarterback. I know he's been in the league for three years, but he's inexperienced. You should be able to disguise some things. You should be able to trick him a little bit, show some pressures, drop into some zones, show some zones, bring some pressures. You did nothing to confuse that kid. You made it easy for him. Five uh, Excuse me, $10 from Drew Black. If this is the offense they want to run, then why hold onto Fields? If he can't do what the team wants, then draft the quarterback you want in April. It's all backwards. Make it make sense, please. I think that's what Carm was, was getting to. Like, you got to find out who he is, where the ceiling is, and either do it or don't. That, Chris Wood, basically the same thing. Last night we could probably count on one hand how many forward passes there were. If they don't think Justin is, can be at least a decent QB – why didn't we draft QB instead of wasting a season? It's one of many things that doesn't add up, right? It just – I think they do like Justin, or otherwise they would have drafted a QB. Honeymoon phase is over. Things are starting to come into focus a little bit. These decisions are starting to have some at least early returns on them, and I can't say that they're all positive. Yeah. Nobody nailed it more than Hoag saying if they lose to the Packers, the honeymoon will be over. I did not realize it was going to be this level of a crash. Oh, oh it's bad. Man, I felt it. Yeah. That, 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 I, 
You called this one, buddy. Nailed it. I told Flus last week, I said, look, whatever happens on Sunday, I said, on Monday, we're all going to overreact to it. I was like, so how are you approaching this thing? Like, and he was like, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's a big game because it's Packers, but it's just, it's just one game. Because I'm like, if y'all win, if they'd have won yesterday, we'd, have been, we'd do the same thing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we, could, we might can make a, a playoff run here. Yeah. If, if they had won 38-20 to 20 and, and Fields threw for 315. And then we'd already taken the North and we're never giving it back. Right. But here's the thing. <laughs> 100%. I, and I think there is some truth to the idea that we are probably overreacting to what this team could still be this season. Sure. Like, and, and, but I don't think we are doing that. Like, and I was very clear about this on the postgame yesterday. This was about this game. Right. What this game meant. Right. This was not – it would have been different even if you were just playing the Lions or the Vikings. This was the Packers. Certainly would have been different if you're playing like the Houston Texans or something. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Okay? You have a bad game to open the year. You're 0-1. Even against a bad team like the Texans. Whatever. Right? Like it's week one. The, to me, none of that week one stuff matters because this was about Aaron Rodgers being gone – the rival you can't beat. You, I saw you said this yesterday, Herb, in your coverage. It's not a rivalry. It's not. It's just not. It's not. It, it, and I tend to agree with you. If you can't even beat them with Jordan Love, it's not a rivalry anymore. It's not. And I rub with some fellas and people are it is a rivalry. And the Bears used to be on t- I don't care what they used to be. It's been 30 years of getting your ass whooped. That's what it is. Go look at Packers Twitter. Go look at my fantasy football group chat, which is all Packer fans. All they're doing is laughing at the Bears. The level of – go look at the Packers' locker room. Oh. Some of the videos that came out of the Packers' locker room yesterday. The level of disrespect towards the Bears' organization. They don't take the Bears seriously. I was waiting for Aaron Rodgers to, like, tweet out or something like, hey, make sure y'all take care of my house while I'm gone. Like, tweet to the Packers, <laughs> like, yeah, make sure y'all take care of my crib while I'm gone. Like, it, it's – the, the, the house that Rodgers owned is yet to be repossessed. By the Bears, like uh, it is, it's not and, good. And, and for Bears fans who this will make you feel better, but I'll try to do it anyway. If you want to go back to the '80s when the Bears were sure, you didn't look at the Packers like it was a rivalry. They were pathetic. There you go. Yeah. Like you guys are nothing. You got this idiot Charles Martin throwing down Jim McMahon because you can't because you can't beat us. And then you had a miracle with Don Mikowski, who was over the line, for those who are living with me when I was a kid. I mean, they, we didn't look at them like they were rival. They were, they were nothing. They were, they, were, they, were, they were dirt, and that's how they look at us right now. I do a pregame video I call the deck check. Every, day, every week I go up on the watering deck, and I walk around and talk to the fans and tailgate or whatever. And I asked them two questions yesterday. I was like, yo, give me your greatest Bears Packers memory, to which I got a lot of crickets. They were like, I don't can't really think of one right um and then I asked them do you think that the Bears could turn this rivalry around and become as dominant as the Packers seemingly have been for 30 years and everyone's like yeah I think we can turn it around none of them had good memories but they were like, everybody's like yeah we can turn it around and we're just gonna start today and we got Justin Fields and we're gonna do the more things change the more they stay the same and it would have been different if they're like it's the way they lost like, y'all got dog walked from start to finish. It wasn't like some fluky thing, all three balls went off some guy's hands and turned to interceptions and whatever, or they hit a Hail Mary late. Okay, cool, right? They whooped you from start to finish. Like, like y'all watch that, y'all fight fans, you watch the, the Bud, uh, uh, Bud and Errol Spence fight? No. No? No. Never mind that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love Bud, but I didn't. I Sorry. Didn't. Don't want to watch but it doesn't matter. Again, it's just I, a difference if you get caught with a punch and get knocked out in the second round versus getting whooped for 10. It's a yeah, different yeah, I thing. Know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, you know what? 
Yeah, this wasn't a fluke. Yeah, oh, I want to get this. It hasn't been a fluke. I want to get this super chat, but like again, you can accuse us of overreacting. Like in the course of the season, I'll listen to some of that. I don't think anybody's overreacting to what this meant for Bears Packers, for what this meant, this game meant to to this organization. I don't think there is any overreacting. That was as bad as I said yesterday. There was the worst case scenario, and then there was that, which was worse mm. than the worst case scenario. Mm. I mean, that, George McKenzie spent the whole week trolling Green Bay. How do you think he feels this morning? Like Justin Jones, <laughs> right? Well, Justin Jones doesn't feel that way. He's, he's confident they're going to get him in weeks eighteen or whatever good, the hell it is. Good. That game's in four months, dude. Jesus, you got, got some time to, to fix a lot of issues. Austin Super Chat, really appreciate it, man. Uh, $20 Super Chat, flew into Chicago for this game. First time in the city, disappointed in the result, obviously. Wasn't disappointed in the CHGO tailgate. Met Nick, Adam, and Braggs, all super approachable and kind and happy to talk Bears. That's dope. Appreciate you, Austin. And I'll just repeat in case some, you know, you guys didn't see this on the post game yesterday, but y'all just deserve better. Like, we're fortunate to sit up here and get paid money to watch this and talk about it. And, yes, we care about it and we're passionate about it. But those of you that are on the other side of the screen that are paying Super Chats right now, that are paying money to come to our tailgates, it is not lost on us. You guys deserve so much better than what that team gave you yesterday. Flying into Chicago, driving here from Texas, like all of that. And, and this, is, this is the return? There's somebody from Australia there yesterday, right? Australia. Tom yeah. Walker. How much did that cost? Tom Walker was his first time at Soldiers. My guy Hyder, Aaron from the Craft Cave, Chris. One plus two is sick, and his son and his son Corbin. Well, I mean, we get our guys like that are in Europe that are waking up at all hours to watch the games, like the uh, Mark uh, Gauthier yeah. in yeah. Ziegfeld, England. Right? Yeah. He's like, oh, it's like a nine twenty-five start for me. You know, mm-hmm. like he's up till late our, night. Our guy Brian Petschke brought us the whiskey at the golf yes. outing. Was there yesterday too? Yeah. Austin, I'm sorry I didn't get to see you. I don't know how I didn't, but I guess I didn't. It's not cool, and everybody's frustrated. They had the, you know, homecoming, and all the the alumni were there. And I actually, like, late last night, I didn't leave Soldier Field till like, 10 o'clock, and then uh, I got a call and to come over to the hotel downtown, and it's Bernard Berrien and Tommy Harris. And a lot of those old guys were just sitting there just – you know, having a couple of drinks and talking, and they're all pissed. Like, dude, that was terrible. Like, I, I didn't have to fly in for that. And it was like, there was this and it was that. And they were all just super pissed, and everybody was mad. And people were coming over and talking to them, and everybody was like, the fans were all mad. And like, oh, it was like the entire city, the entire, the entire state of Bears fandom is. If you had to, without naming anybody, if you had to sum up X player, sure. biggest take that they had on what happened yesterday, who they pointed the finger at? It was the coaching. Okay. They they were they were all talking about coaching. They all they they think that Justin Fields is good. That was the consensus. Like it was a couple questions about him, but they think he's really good. They like DJ Moore. Like, but the scheme, the game plan, like Hogan's talking about, they were all like, what were they doing? And Tommy Harris left in the third quarter, like, I'm done. This is foolishness. I can go do something else. <laughs> you tell me Tom Harris was in the stadium yesterday. He left in the third quarter after it went south. He was there. Good they were him. all there. There were like a hundred of them there. At halftime, it was an alumni weekend. At halftime, they, they were all in the field, yeah. and they called them out one by one, and I thought they were going to run out of time. Like, it was so many of them there, from Dick Buckets and Richard Dent to people I've never heard of. They were it's all a, It's alumni field. weekend. They have a big event Saturday night before the game. Guys fly in. They all go to the game, and then the, they lose to the Packers by 100. We're get- Tampa Bay, you're going down. You're going down. Noon Sunday. 
Next Monday is going to be like the, we're just we're, dude, it's going to be a whole different thing with Herb in here. I just got excited. Looking forward to it, man. I'm so awesome. happy to be here. Uh, Herb's here. I don't know if he is going to be here next week. Don't you travel? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'll be in Tampa, and as of now, I don't have a flight that gets back early enough. Yeah. I've been trying to get that flip, but so, it's so not the out. the plan is to have Herb here a lot on Mondays. There's going to be something he's because he's traveling in the games, and it, it, there might be some exceptions. But regardless, we're really excited to have you here, man. Me too. Uh, man. Always love your insight. Your interview with Justin last week was great. Uh, where can people find that? What's the best way to find that? Yeah, video? you can find that uh, on the Bigs YouTube. Just search the Bigs uh, on YouTube. You can find that. That's up. It's doing pretty well and it was just a really cool interview it wasn't yeah. super football-y it was chill uh he told me that he has great style and then he wore a blouse yesterday <laughs> i was wondering if you'd bring that up wow <laughs> like I, like I, I if they had one if they had one i would have went up to him like you lied to me on thursday bro you told me you had great style and what is this like this is not it bro. this is a like prince can pull that off you sir no. <laughs> it's probably good since they lost it. You didn't bring it up. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, yeah. It wasn't the time. But if they had won, I'd have been like, seriously? Seriously? Because he was like, he in the interview, I asked him who had the best style on the team, and I asked him who had the worst style, and it was absolutely hilarious. Without hesitation, he was like, Tevin Jenkins. <laughs> he was like, and then he went to why and what he needs to do to improve it. I was, it, it was hilarious. Like, dude. They miss Tevin, man. Oh, Yes, they do. Tevin would make a big difference. Oh, Tevin, just stay healthy, my man. Please. He dude. is a good football player. They need him so bad. He could be a Pro Bowl guard, like that, if, he's, if he, he plays just, 15 games. He's, I Te- don't know what he's got to do to stay healthy, but Tevin and Brisker are kind of in the same thing to me right now. Even though it was good to see Traquan get back out there, but I was, I was, I saw him like you know waving, wiggling his arm a little bit, so I knew it was an arm. But I was like, please don't be a concussion. Right. Thirteen ninety nine from T. Lorenzo. I've spent the last ten years listening to every hours. Plus hours. hours. I'm, I'm sorry, plus ten hours. Excuse me, listening to every Bears show talk about the team like I do every day, and wondering what good football teams talk about. LOL. <laughs> I love the show, guys. Still have faith. Well, yeah, I don't know. Man. Check out my guy Mike Heller in Wisconsin. I'm sure they're having a good show today. Oh, uh, you can find out what it's like. Although they're also probably complaining about the Badger game Saturday, which I could do in the whole hour on that too, if you'd like. Um, by the way, uh, no update from Matty Reflus on Kyler Gordon today. From what I've heard, yeah, and I, when she, I think he's gonna miss some time here. Oh, yeah. Oh, so bracing for that. Well, I guess Jeez. we'll know more on Wednesday with the injury report. I like Josh Blackwell, but I, I was expecting Kyler to have a huge year. I know that was a bummer. Yeah, so, he had a nice PBU on that one ball, that, that deep out or whatever it was. Um, I don't know if it's going to be quite enough to you know put him on IR for a month, but yeah. it might be if you know I'll, I'll be surprised if he plays against Tampa this week. I'll say that. Uh, I got to give a quick shout out to uh, Kevin Warren. Right, the food in the press box is Ooh. different. Oh, it was it different. Different. There were not pre-eaten hot dogs pre-eaten. or gas station <laughs> muffins, and I don't mean like Circle K gas station muffins. I mean like... The ones in the wrappers. Yes, like no bueno. That's what's in the press box usually, but yesterday, baked salmon, baked chicken. Salmon? Yes. What the... The, it, the, the pregame meal was pretty good, too. They had some other stuff in the pregame, which I didn't eat because... I get full at the tailgate, like going around doing all these interviews, like, eat this, eat this, eat this. And I usually partake. But there was something else pregame. The pregame meal in the press box was pretty good. And then the lunch was, like I said, it was, it was 
salmon and baked chicken and fresh oh green God. beans. And- o- overreaction Monday right here. Yeah. That actually, to me, feels like a big deal. No, it matters. Because if this, and we're a long way from it, mm-hmm. but if this particular coaching staff regime or whatever, or just let's just say the coaching staff, I'm not going to go the whole regime, doesn't work out, you know, the Bears have always hired dudes giving them first chance. Here you go, Matt Nagy. Here you go. Right. Here you go, Mark Tressman. Here you go, Matt Eberflus. You know, we're going first class. Kevin Warren knows what it looks like. We might be looking for somebody who's established at some point. Uh, it matters. The, one, I'm, I'm going to be excellent at the little things. I'm extrapolating baked salmon and baked chicken all the no, way to that, but, but I, I don't think it's actually – it feels no, I don't different. think it's un- irrelevant. I don't. No, it is not irrelevant um, because yeah. for years we had been told, oh, this is Soldier Field's problem. There's nothing we can do about it. It's Levy who, or whoever's doing the food there. Nothing we can do about it. You know, it's out of our hands. Well, Kevin Warren shows up, and it changes. So it's just about caring, right? Yeah. And, by the way, you've been to U.S. Bank Stadium, right? Yes, it's that my favorite box, stadium. The dude up there, there's an omelet. Yeah, there's like people, like, there. cooking stuff. He'll put whatever you want. Like, <laughs> that, that, that. We're first-class organization. We do things first-class in every corner. It ain't like they love the media. Exactly. And I know, like, I know if, if, for y'all who haven't had the experience to be in a press box, like, why are y'all crying about the food? But it's just there's a standard around the, around the league of just having decent food. Like, nobody's, like, going crazy. But, like, yeah. just ha- and the Bears, terrible, terrible. It's almost embarrassing because the other beats come in. It's like, this is what y'all eat. It's like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's not about us. No. It, it, it's about, like, the, the reputation you get around the yes. league. The entire league knows it's, like. When Sal Pal Antonio comes in from Philly – and he's like, what the heck? Like, yeah. I can't get every like, stadium in at least the league. a chicken sandwich? Like, we went to Cleveland a couple years ago. I was like, Cleveland's not going to be better. 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 I mean, that white bread with bologna, though, is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's okay. They, they, they redeemed themselves after the game when uh, the media could not get down on the elevator because they wouldn't hold an elevator for media. Like, we have to get downstairs for a locker room and press conference. Can we get an elevator that we don't have to fight with the fans coming out of the suites? that have been drinking for four hours. I mean, I, so. can't, I can't have my – I can't have her going down the stairs. I can't have Nicholas Moriano sweating. He's got to look fresh when he gets down there. And the layout of the stadium doesn't even allow it. You can't take the stairs down from, from A level to Is the ground true? level. No, you can't do that. It's like – There's probably some way, you have but to pop out. it would be like a maze. You have and to pop out on the suite on, like, one of the other levels and then swing around. It's weird. Go through the concourse, yeah. fight through the fans, find the weird door on the left yes. that goes down a weird hallway. When you see- ends up downstairs where that one bathroom is for... See, I know how to do that at Ryan Field. I don't have that Soldier Field knowledge. You can see the stairs that go down there. They're in the same stairwell, but you can't cross over. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's... What a stadium. Let's get a new stadium. Okay. Uh, Herb, you're the best. Thanks for being here. As are you guys. Looking Thanks forward for to your me. coverage this I'm week. I'm excited about this. And in Tampa. Uh, hey, we're, we're going to be here regardless of what happens this season. This was just one game. We're in this together. We're moving forward. What, what are you looking at me for, Lawrence? In the preview window, do we have a, another ad read to do? I didn't see that on there. Okay. Oh, uh, I didn't I, see I, that on there. Game time. Yeah. But I, I'm looking at the traffic log. I don't know. That, this thing changes. I, I looked at it multiple show. times, multiple. I was telling the friend. But, I of mean, mine, we could give him a shout out. I got no. I was telling the friend of mine literally yesterday, and she was like, "Yo, can I? You know anybody selling tickets for the game?" I was like, "I don't know anybody personally selling tickets for the game, but I was like, here, download this app, and I was like, and wait closer to kickoff. They usually, they'll usually drop the price and they'll give you the best price possible. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it's not on the log, but we love you, Game Time. Okay, right on. Yeah, we had some people to tell you yesterday that that uh, Game Time's the best. Use Game Time, and you can get twenty dollars off with that code C H G O. All right, we're out of here. Uh, we have, I believe, Bears after dark tonight. I yeah, no I, idea. Think so. I think so. Well, there was a little. Yeah, I believe it's going down. Oh yeah. yeah. Ah, it's gonna sound like that. Yeah. Don't blame me for anything. I'm the man. Are you doing it in front of that ladder thingy, Majiggy Bob? It's all. It's they. They fired me from Bears After Dark. They gave it to Braggs. Mm. <laughs> Braggs is Braggs okay? Has anybody checked on him today? Yeah, yeah. We had a meeting this morning. Braggs did have his voice. I told him, okay, it's good to hear. That's all I needed to know from this meeting from you. And then he proceeded to still talk the rest of the meeting when I told him, drink tea, don't talk. Proof of life. I was worried about him. Save your voice for tonight. It's a big show. Bears after dark. It's going to be awesome. That's funny. That, that just popped up on my phone. We're going to check in on Bears after dark. Yeah. This is going to be good. This should be good tonight. This is going to be good. Make sure y'all check in. Make sure you hit the like button, too. I know it's hard to like anything today, but it's not our fault. I would say the ratio is pretty good considering what we were covering. Um, but bear like in it. the dark. That's good, too. <laughs> They're grand Pondre. Braggs could be a bear in the dark. He is a bear in the dark. All right. Uh, follow Herb on Twitter. <laughs> We're out of here. Uh, back tomorrow. Noon show. Tuesday. Exciting things coming this week. And um, really excited about it. So we'll see you tomorrow. Try to enjoy the day. And uh, Bears after dark tonight. We'll talk to you then. Bye.